0: Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast. I am your host, Ordo, and I'm joined today by my A Plus Support Partner, Cardwiz.
1: Build an army, trust nobody except for us, as we guide you and you join us on our journey throughout the history and the present and the future of one of our favorite video games franchises, Fire Emblem.
0: Oh man, this has been a long time in the making, mostly because of my own stupidity. But uh, you know, we are finally here and we're finally recording this prologue episode. To kind of give you a uh, a preview of you know what we're all about, so I figure we start off by talking about you know what our Fire Emblem experience is because I think that's one of the most key things that we have to that we have to talk about before we go into anything else. So, Cardwiz, what is uh, what is your Fire Emblem experience?
1: My Fire Emblem experience is one day in high school, my little brother ended up getting a Game Boy Advance game and. Because we were brothers, we just traded off games all the time. I picked it up, played this weird strategy game that reminded me of Advance Wars, and I absolutely fell in love. That, of course, being Fire Emblem 7, the very first Fire Emblem that came out in America. And that is the game that... I, I always played games in the past. That's the game that got me into being a gamer, I would say. And I've loved Fire Emblem ever since, even though I've hated some of it, as we will eventually get to, but that is the game that made me a huge fan it made me love this franchise more than just about any other i'm passionate about it and i want to do this podcast with you and we can further grow that passion and hopefully share it with others
0: yeah i'm a, I'm a sort of a similar situation with you uh you know obviously you know most americans or i guess or europeans too you know their first experience was uh smash brothers melee when you had roy and marth And so, uh, although I was interested in it, and I actually did have a Game Boy Advance during that time, uh, I didn't find Fire Emblem until, like, 2007 or 2008. I was doing this thing where I saw all these different franchises in Super Smash Bros., and it was before Brawl came out, I remember that much, and I was like, I kind of hate that I don't know about some of these series, someone will play a game, or at least try to play a game from series I haven't played, and uh, when I was Fire Emblem, so what ended up happening is that I found Fire Emblem, the sacred stones and I actually confused it for Fire Emblem, uh, blazing sword. And I was just like, well, this doesn't look like Roy or Marth on the cover. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. And uh, I only learned that, that um, the previous game was the first game that actually came here and had Ellie Wood instead of Roy. And that's, uh, that's pretty much how it was for me. And, you know, just like you, I've loved it and hated it ever since then.
1: Yeah, I remember after falling in love with Fire Emblem 7, I would went back into the old Nintendo Power archives that I had, just digging through the magazines for anything, any news on Fire Emblem. And I remember just being so mad and heartbroken when I found an old, old one that said, yeah, we're getting Fire Emblem 6, this game with Roy, the guy from Melee. We're getting that game. And that kind of just dropped and never happened, sadly. Maybe it'll happen one day, but I'm eh, not going to get my hopes up too high.
0: Yeah, the funny thing about that is is that epilogue that we have that would actually lead into that game, the European version doesn't have it. I guess they finally I guess they figured out by then like, yeah, we're not gonna bring it over, so we'll just cut that out.
1: Yeah, they broke my heart and broke the hearts of thousands and thousands of people with that ending, which is a really good and really creepy ending with a great image.
0: Yeah. What but what what I have learned though is that you can't trust people with green hair and fire emblem, and I'll tell you why. We'll we'll get to it eventually, but Nino inexplicably causes all the events in Fire Emblem the the Blazing Blade. I'm sorry, uh, Binding Blade.
1: That would not surprise me. She has a tendency to have horrible things happen around her.
0: And then, you know, let's jump forward to Fire Emblem Fates. A lot of the stuff that happens there is because of Kaze, who is a green-haired ninja. (laughs) So, what I've got from this is that you cannot trust the people with green hair. They are evil. Do not talk to them. Do not mess with them.
1: (laughs) If you're listening to this right now and have no idea who the names of these people are, hopefully we'll be able to explain them to you as we go through the games and explain the story and detail these characters who we've grown to love, hate, and just everything. And hopefully we can share that with you. And we're going to in the coming weeks, months maybe years.
0: So um, since we're on the top of characters and that's, you know, one of the, that's one of our, like our hallmarks for why we wanted to do this. I mean, can you, who are some of your favorite characters or I guess just favorite Lords in general?
1: My favorite Lords, like my first Lord is always going to be one of my favorites playing with Lynn in Fire Emblem seven, that tutorial, which is a, just a great tutorial to learn how to play just the mechanics of Fire Emblem journey finding following her journey classic hero's journey of just that person who's just out in the plains doesn't know her destiny discovers it and goes to try to conquer the evil lords as she tries to claim the throne just classic story i love that kind of i love that story it's there's a reason it's sort of the classic hero's trope it's a great story i love the character and plus it's a great design she will always be one of my favorites
0: same. Give me just a second.
1: <laughs> uh, trying to think of other lords like Ike, of course, from Path of Radiance. He is just another great hero's journey. And what's neat about him is that he isn't royalty. He's just sort of a guy who ends up taking the mantle of being the hero.
0: Yeah, his um his journey is a unique one. And I hope I'll be able to explore it uh again because i haven't i've only been able to play this game once through because of the insane prices that uh path of radiance uh has ballooned up to
1: yeah but, that that copy that gamecube copy of path of radiance is currently my retirement plan at the moment
0: <laughs> uh, judging by the amazon and ebay prices you're probably not far off <laughs> uh i think the last time i looked at an amazon price it was like 325 dollars
1: Yes, and Nintendo's probably never going to re-release it, so those prices are just going to keep on rising.
0: Yep. The more years that go by, the more Ike appearances we have, the higher that price is going to go. Anyway, um, some of my favorite lords. You know, I kind of agree with you. Um, After I I played Sacred Stones, but I really didn't understand... uh, I didn't really get the mechanics, and I kind of had to learn that game the the hard way. I say hard, but looking back, Sacred Stones is a pretty easy game. Um, It's only when I went back to play... um, Lynn Lynn Ellywood and um, Hector's game that, like, I played that tutorial. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how all this stuff works. I get it now. And so uh, Lynn and Ellywood became uh, favorites of mine. I didn't like Hector until, like, probably years and years later. Um, Like you, I like Ike because he has kind of, like, that humble upbringing and then, you know, everything that happens to him is just... Yeah, uh, it's, it's like it's like a whirlwind of events that happens to him. Yeah, um, I, I love
1: his his journey and path of Radiance is great, and I haven't replayed Radiant Dawn since it first came out, so I look forward to reliving that one.
0: Uh, I traded <laughs> Radiant Dawn a long time ago because I never played it, and I didn't I didn't like it. I was yeah. like, I never played this. I don't like it. It's worth thirty five dollars for a trade in, so I was like, screw it. I don't need it.
1: Yeah, that's I made that same choice with many games, but I think I kept Radiant Dawn. It's in a box somewhere if I can find it.
0: Yeah. Well, mine also had the problem, like, uh, when I played Path of Radiance, I was still somewhat new, so I put it on easy, and apparently, like, if it was on easy, you can't transfer your game, because the game will just lock up. You have to actually have to send your game back to Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, so if you try to transfer your data after you've played an easy mode on Path of Radiance, you have to send your game back to Nintendo, and Nintendo sends it back to you, like, an update or something on it. Uh-huh. I don't, I can't remember what the deal with that is.
1: Get good, scrub. Get the day one patch. <sighs>
0: If only. Uh, so I'm trying to think of who else. Oh yeah. I love Marth. He's such a great dude. Simple, kind hearted, kind of, kind of relatable. I, I, I really like him.
1: He, he seems nice. I've only played the DS version of his game and I kind of quit that one because I kind of hated it for multiple reasons. Chief one being the art style. I think it's one of the ugliest games in the franchise, but that, that's my opinion. There, I had a lot of other qualms with that game, but Marth and the char- Marth character was not one of them.
0: Yeah, he he always came off as just... Again, like I said, he's, he's a really kind-hearted, really humble guy. You know, he hates fighting, but he knows that he has to do it. He's not whining about it. He's like, look, I gotta do it. It sucks. And, um... I don't know. It's kind of funny, because like, like he, he loses his kingdom... And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to conquer everything and take my country back. And then he does it. <laughs> uh,
1: what about the blonde people from Fire Emblem Warriors or the generic people from Fire Emblem Heroes whose names I don't know?
0: Uh, I can't stand Alphonse. Uh, Sharina's alright. Anna's a familiar face. Um, the, the two, the banana twins are both... Well, again, I don't know. Maybe I just hate male characters. <laughs> I don't you know are why. a man-hater.
1: Nah, nah you, you like Ike I, and Elliewood, so just, like, they have to be have some sort of personality, and I don't remember any of those having personality at all.
0: Oh, I know what it is. It's Rowan and Lilana, or Iliana or something like that. Uh, Iliana's kind of—she's just okay, I guess. She's very similar to Sharina and then uh Rowan I can't stand him he's just he's that oh, I gotta be the knight I gotta be the hero he's like every bad archetypal and again this is Fire Emblem we're talking about every archetypal like shonen anime hero he's he's very like you put some like put three lines on each side of his face combined with his banana colored hair he's Naruto easily Ah,
1: uh, as you're talking about uh Liliana, I just keep on thinking about, like, oh, this poor sick girl from Fire Emblem, Radiant Dawn, or Liliana, Hector's daughter from Fire Emblem 6.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I could have her name wrong. I just I'd call them the Banana Twins because I don't really care for either one of them.
1: Uh, Corin? <sighs> boy. Isn't that your favorite? Don't you love the...
0: <laughs> no. The, oh, no. No, uh, I, I hate Corrin. I'll I'll, I'll I'll give it that the female version does kind of have a nice design and she does have a a better voice actor than um, the male counterpart. And honestly, she's not actually bad in Fire Emblem Warriors. It kind of feels like you take her outside of like, Fire Emblem Fates and she's just fine.
1: Uh, Fire Emblem Fates is another Fire Emblem game that I quit halfway through because I couldn't stand it, but, and Corrin was a big reason for it but maybe I'll find love for the character anew once I get back to playing it again.
0: I mean, you're not, you're, you're not the only one. I heard on both sides, um, people who played Birthright and people who played Conquest, they basically just stopped at Chapter 15. So there has to be some sort of common thread, and we'll explore that sometime. Sometime but, in the uh, future. I guess, I guess in short, um, I've played all international-released uh, Fire Emblems up to this point. Uh, th- that does not include three houses because it's 2018. And that game's not coming out till 2019.
1: Yes, that generic date of 2019. When I just look up when this three house releases, just says
0: 2019. Just and, right, uh... and you got to cross your fingers that it's not January or February because that list, or um, not that list, but that uh, that scheduling for game releases is so ridiculously packed.
1: And plus the fact that we've pretty much heard not much about the game at this point it makes me nervous if it's an early release if it's a first quarter release
0: yeah because I mean it, I feel like it had a very low energy reveal We'll have to watch it again, but it it was pretty low energy from what I remember yeah, but
1: the what little art they showed I liked, and the graphics didn't look bad i'm I want to be optimistic, let me be optimistic don't let it suck don't a of Fire Emblem Fates and split it into three stories with your three houses? Oh.
0: And don't, in fact, don't even have any of the writing staff from Fates because that was god-awful train wreck. And I don't want to spend all this time slandering Fates. So anyway, like I said, all international titles and I've played like the first two chapters of Genealogy, which I did not really like. Oh. That is
1: Is that the, that's the Super Nintendo one, right? Or yeah. one of the Super Nintendo ones? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's Fire Emblem 4, the one that, you know, everyone seems to be, you know, off their rocker for. Uh, I actually tried it out for that specific purpose, and I got to, like, the second chapter. I'm just like, this is just really dull. I'm sure, like, it has a great story, like, within it, because all the stuff that I see about its characters and world or whatnot through various videos on YouTube are fantastic. But having to sit through that game and watch it play itself, I had. I've told the story a thousand times, but, like, I was watching this. I was watching everything go down. I was just like, man, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to make a sandwich. I go, I make my sandwich, I come back, and the game is still going through its like enemy phases. I'm like, good God, this is just too much.
1: Uh, I, I just remember back in the day in 2004 on the GameFAQs message boards talking about Fire Emblem game is just like, yeah, I really love this Fire Emblem 7. This is... I can't imagine a better game and people would always say, well, you should play Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy Wars and Fire Emblem Guide and Those are the true Fire Emblem experiences. And it kind of turned me away from those. One goal of this podcast, I don't want to be the snob. I, I'm i going to hold up Fire Emblem 7 and a bunch of other games. I don't want to be the snob to push people away.
0: Cause yeah, that's... that's... I, that, that's one thing I'm that's one thing I was thinking about when we were talking about Fates um, off off mic is that there are things I like about Fates and there are things I don't really like about Fates. You know, same same for Awakening. There's things I like about Awakening. And there's things I really don't like about Awakening. And it's uh, it's kind of a it, it's a little bit of a weird position not to want to put people off by just you know slandering those games. Uh, you know, because I want to be I want to be welcoming. You know, I want people to listen to the podcast and I want people to. Uh, really enjoy I, I, I want this to be a distraction, something you can just you know turn on while you 're having to do some mundane work or you know listen to your other podcasts something, something like that,
1: that yes fire, fire Emblem is a great experience it 's something I love I want to try to be a little bit more positive i 'm trying to think of like things I like can be positive about fates because we 've just been really negative on it yeah i i I love the little town experience. I loved the use of the street pass going around and just like oh, I can visit other people's uh, little castle. It, it was just a weird little thing. It didn't add too much, but it was just a neat little thing that I got a little bit of enjoyment out of that I, I never would have thought to ask for from a Fire Emblem game.
0: Yeah, the My Castle stuff was actually really fun. I remember I really pimped out my uh, Castle on Conquest. I didn't I didn't put as much effort into my other castles on uh, Birthright and Revelations, but that first castle it was really good, and it was really fun to build, and kind of see you have like this little town and like your army kind of hangs out there and does stuff and whatnot. And then if you wanted to take it online and do battles and stuff, that that was also really cool. I remember like
1: two months into that game's release like we were having a conversation over Xbox Live and you were telling me, oh yeah, the first person mode is also interesting too. And just like, remember having my mind blown
0: a little bit. Yeah, apparently they actually actually wanted to have that where you could actually run around the town in that mode. And uh, they couldn't implement that in time, but that ended up getting carried over to uh, the uh, the Gaiden remake, Echoes.
1: Uh, oh, Echoes is so much fun. That's going to be another one we gush about, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've only played through it once and I really loved it. Um, that's going to be a fun one to, to go through and talk about again.
1: Uh, I can't wait to replay that. and let, Something that we're going to talk to, I don't know how much we'll get into it in this episode, but I want to be replaying these games, and I want to replay them with, with you, my friend, and with you, the listener out there, so we can just talk about these experiences and we can share them with each other.
0: Yeah, we can go ahead and announce it right now. Um, surely you've listened to other podcasts where they kind of have like a uh, well, like the Game Informer podcast is a good example where they have the game, they have a game club, and they play through to a certain part, and they say, "Hey, you know, we're only going to play through uh, up to X level or X chapter, or only we're going to play through to." X trophy achievement so we're going to do something like that where we play through a certain amount of chapters we'll take notes we'll discuss it we'll say who, who's our MVP you know how we think the story is we'll talk about the characters a little bit and uh, we gotta we, I mean we gotta flesh that out just a little bit more but that's something we're looking at on the horizon mm-hmm. we'll
1: definitely talk about that more in the future but I, I, I'm already giddy with anticipation of just replaying some of these old games I love and some that I hated in just going through all that again feeling everything up again and seeing how things turn out differently for each of us
0: definitely wondering if my Shadow Dragon playthrough will end up like my other Shadow Dragon playthrough where it just ends up being Minerva, the White Wings and Sita just wrecking everything in sight. Meanwhile, Marth is also here
1: All Archer playthrough coming up soon
0: Oh boy, that's <laughs> I mean you could
1: I could, I could, maybe I will Oh, that'll be fun <laughs>
0: So we have a... There's a reason why this is called the Emblem Support Podcast. And it's kind of like the whole reason why this came together. And it's because you and I have a huge love for the support conversations.
1: Yes, it's the thing that puts Fire Emblem above all those other games. Especially at the time when I first played it. I never played a game where these people that you're sending onto the battlefield are actually people. You have an army of like 40 people... All individual characters with our own desires, wants, and needs with, in the context of the story. It's not like Advance Wars where you just send out thousands of just nameless, faceless troops. These are people, and you want to fight to protect, not only to advance the story and protect the kingdom, you want to protect these people.
0: Yeah, because you form like a character bond with these. You know, uh, my favorite character in the entire franchise is Joshua. You know, I I was like, I thought he was kind of like this cool, slick gambler guy, but then kind of midway through the story, you end up learning something about him, and it kind of changes how you look at him. Or you know, kind of going back one game to Raven, and like how he has this backstory. It's his goals aren't motivated by wanting to save the world or help the army. It's motivated by revenge uh, against one of the main characters, and you see his story play out with his uh, long lost sister and you know one of his best friends, or. Uh, lover, however you want to see that,
1: yeah, you can read that intention t- into it. But personally, like I even love like the smaller ideas, the smaller characters. I love. Yeah, I know it's sort of a meme now. It's been a meme for years, but I swear I love this character before it became a meme. I love Dorcas. Dorcas is just a man who wants to protect his wife and earn money for his family. It's a very. It's as simple as base a motivation as you can, but it is so relatable that. And I fell in love with that character because of it. I love that these people feel, in a lot of cases, human. In some cases, they feel like tropes, but I-, I love it when they can feel human and when you can connect with them.
0: Yeah, I mean... And so, we'll pick a character, we'll... uh I don't want to say we'll talk about their supports, but one thing I want to do is... uh Actually, you know what? I'm going to save that for when we, when we get to it. You already know what it is. Certain scenarios. But... uh <laughs> It's uh, it's something that's been kind of cooking in my mind, but I don't want to reveal it just yet. I want to keep that, uh, we'll keep that secret for right now. So, now that you know a little bit about us, a little bit uh, about our play styles, um, I guess we'll move on to, I guess, some Fire Emblem-esque news. I mean, I don't really consider us to be a news podcast, but there's some noteworthy things that have been happening uh, around it. We're going to, you know, we'll chit-chat about them.
1: And as we are recording this now, it is the day after the... Last Fire Emblem, or not Fire Emblem, the last Super Smash Bros. Direct, and a lot of things have been revealed. New characters, not new Fire Emblem characters, but a new mode, which could have story implications to the Fire Emblem universe, and all the other Nintendo universes.
0: Everybody is here, and now everybody is dead, except for Kirby. <laughs> now we're not really we don't want to talk about jumping to Smash too much, but you know, Smash Fire Emblem and Smash are pretty inter- intertwined. So um, I actually have this write up of characters that are appearing um, for the new Spirits mode, and basically, it's like uh, you can use the spirits of these characters to power up the fighters that are in the game. And so uh, Vincent ASM on uh, Serenis Forest has a um, has a post up. Uh, talking about these, I'll leave a link to that to the description. Uh, but even even in his, it says confirm spirit special thanks to Crom slash the Prince of Iris uh, on Twitter for pointing out the spirits in the Japanese direct. So uh, um,
1: I, I'm sitting here. I'm looking forward to hearing this because I got to be honest. During the spirits section of the direct, I was completely zoning out and being angry because they're adding the stupid gotcha game mechanic instead of doing an actual adventure mode. What the heck, Nintendo? I'm no longer buying. This game sucks. I'm out.
0: (laughs) I I mean, I actually did kind of zone out. I was just like, oh my God, enough. We get it. There's no reason for this to be 40 minutes so you can talk about every little thing. But I think think Masahiro Sakurai is a, uh, he's a very meticulous guy. He wants to leave no stone unturned. So um, these are uh, some of the spirits from the Fire Emblem that were confirmed or seen in that direct, and we'll take a look at them. So... Uh, in Shadow Dragon, we have uh, Jagan, Reese, and this one's an interesting. It's Bard, Cord, excuse me, Board, Cord, and barst and they're all three one sticker. And then for the very last one to close out Shadow Dragon, we have uh, Nina or Nina. I'm not really sure how you say her name properly.
1: Yeah, hopefully, we'll find out. And one of the neat things about that possible spirit mode that could be interesting is apparently the spirits, or at least some of the spirits, can evolve and. It'll be neat. It'll be like a class promotion upgrade. So.
0: Yeah, apparently if they if they have multiple forms, which I'll um, I'll tackle when we get to our very last person, which we actually saw directly. Um, so um, from genealogy of the Holy War, we've got only Sigurd and Salif or Salis, depending on you know what translation you are looking at. I, I don't know if I've actually actually heard his name said out loud, but I think it's Salif.
1: Makes sense because I think those are the only two whose names I actually recognize from what I've heard about that game.
0: Yeah. Well, you play. Did you get any of the Awakening DLC? Uh
1: very little of it. Okay.
0: Good about to say you probably you would have seen him there. He's uh, blue haired. He has a he has a ba- well blue hair of course. Okay. Uh, he has a band around his head, and he's kind of looks like a samurai from this game. But
1: I saw him. I did, I didn't miss with the card mechanics and awakenings very much
0: yeah the uh, in here I I can't pronounce what that word is supposed to be (laughs) so I'll just call them the e-cards but I did know something (laughs) interesting like a lot of these characters are using their original artwork and when I looked at the picture and again it could be it could have been just the picture that was that they have listed here but the artwork for Sigurd and sleep is their like original artwork and it looks heavily degraded so I'm guessing that artwork probably hasn't been kept up in like good condition Hopefully
1: I assume it would some of it would at least go through a redesign. Like we we saw what they did for Allman Celica, if you remember their original artwork.
0: Yeah, um, but well the reason why I kind of bring that up is because uh board the board cord and barst spirit, they use their artwork from the old Fire Emblem trading card game. Not the cipher that's currently running, but the old Fire Emblem game from like the nineties. <laughs> and the, their artwork actually looks good. It's very um kind of nineties anime. So I was like I was like, well that same card game has both Genealogy and Theresea seven seventy six in it. So why don't use that artwork, unless that's supposed to be their upgraded or he- or hell, like uh, Fire Emblem Heroes has a fantastic Sigurd and Salif. They look good.
1: I remember. I know I've seen the Sigurd one. I re- do think that's a good looking car, good looking design.
0: I mean, I, I said I didn't really like Genealogy from the small parts that I played, but almost every single like design in that game, I have always loved. Like it has some of the best looking design characters I've ever seen.
1: Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to eventually get to play that one one day. Probably, pretty much guaranteed on an emulator of some sort. Not that they, not that I've ever played or touched an emulator in my life, of course.
0: It's dirty and filthy and wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on though, from uh, Blazing Blade, we got Eliwood and Nino. <laughs> um, of course,
1: of course, we. or I got Lin as a. Tr- as an assist trophy thing, then might as well get Ellwood in there as a sticker spirit?
0: Yeah, that's what, that's the one thing I was definitely wondering when we were going through. It, but this is before I saw this list. Is that you know would we get anything that was because cause the older the only older character I'd seen at the time was Micaiah, and um, I was like, are we going to get anything older than that? And I was like, oh wait, well, Roy's in the game. Maybe we'll see some uh, Fire Emblem Binding Blade characters. And uh, funnily enough, this list does not have any Binding Blade characters on it. But again, this is an early, this is like a very, very early list. So knowing how Sakurai is with putting stuff in the game, obviously this list is going to expand.
1: Oh yeah, the, there are going to be so many. Like I I barely played Brawl, but that thing had so many stickers. in it. And you know Ultimate is going to have all of these spirits. There are going to be so many. And I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if more were at as part of the DLC.
0: Yeah, that's probably true too or even like free updates because they've been doing a lot of free updates with their stuff as well Uh, from Sacred Stones we've got uh, Erica Ephraim and Leon
1: okay Leon makes sense I would have thought Inez or Joshua but
0: they better have Joshua
1: of course they better have Joshua
0: I mean Brawl had had Joshua Uh,
1: flip a coin heads you win match tails you lose
0: I think his was like something like Slash Damage or something. I don't think he was exclusive to Marth, though. I think he could be used by anybody with a sword. Uh, Path of Radiance only has one character in Titania. Solid choice.
1: Amazing choice. But one of the best choices that you can go with in that
0: game. Uh, Radiant Dawn has Micaiah and Soth. Eh, alright. Uh, Awakening has Long Coup.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't stand Long Coup. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him one day. I don't like Longku. um Longku, Tharia, Owain, and Sevra, and all these kind of make sense. Uh, looking at because I, I have these, I have some of those um, memorized. But the Fire Emblem poll that they always do for the games, um, Longku, Tharia, Owain, and Severa are very popular characters. Are you and,
1: sure we did? Are we sure? Akelem wasn't in there. We just missed him.
0: I don't see him. <laughs> But uh, actually, kind of a sidebar, you know the Fire Emblem Cipher card game I mentioned? Yes. Kellum has a card whether he's not on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is outstanding. I
0: think, if I remember right, there's two versions of that card. One of them is obviously a normal card with him on it, and then the other card is the same card of him, but he's not on it. So that's funny.
1: Uh, that, that's another <laughs> character who... He, 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 awakening was a pretty had some pretty tropey characters but darn it if i didn't love some of those tropes there yeah. was kellum was a fun one which just always being there but no one could see him and he's the big guy in the armor of course uh, so much fun
0: yeah uh, one thing to also note about these awakening characters is all these characters actually appeared as trophies as well so yeah there, there's that um fates has hinoka blah. Takumi, blah. Camilla, blah. Leo, blah. Actually, Leo's not bad. Uh, Elise and Azura. I'm just trolling you guys with fates now. It's not really. The only character I really don't like here is, uh, Hinoka and Takumi. Camilla is a neutral for me.
1: Takumi is the true hero of the story. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have to fight later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, what, what rounds that out is Azura and then we, for Fire Emblem Echoes, we have, uh, and these, and these two are actually together as one spirit, um, Young Alm and Young Celica.
1: That is going to be incredibly cute.
0: And then there is uh, the, the last one. I actually, finishes this list out is uh, Subasa from uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions or uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions slash FE. Sharp I do, FE.
1: I do remember seeing that one. I re- I distinctly remember seeing that one in the direct and she was one of the examples they used as someone who could uh, digivolve or whatever it is
0: yeah so apparently you get them to like a max level and then you can turn them into a, a higher version of that and for Subasa, basically her normal attire is that she kind of has like the traditional like school uniform outfit and then when she uh, was in her evolved form it was her oh crap what's it called in that game carnage form
1: yeah, her her Pegasus Knight form.
0: Yeah, it was her Pegasus Knight form where she's outfitted with, like, you know, that uh, alternate attire. Which makes me wonder, because a lot of these Fire Emblem characters don't have uh, alternate artwork for their advanced classes. Like, going forward, um, I think Awakening Onward, like, Crom, Corrin, they don't have... Artwork for them. And I'm not including like the cipher artwork. I'm including like their actual like in-game sprite for the use for conversations and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, it's probably only going to be a select few that are able to promote. It's going to be be like the four star, five star in gotchas. It's going to be only the rarest, most elite ones. Oh, I, I am so scared for that spirits mode. It's just like I that could be great. I could have a lot of fun with that because I enjoy gotcha mechanics. I play a lot of games on my phone and iPad. And I love Xenoblade Chronicles too, and that uh, the gotcha mechanic of the blades was a huge part of that. It's a, a system that I could potentially love, but it's something that could easily be abused, especially if they potentially add microtransactions. I don't think they will, but it's not an impossibility.
0: Sakura doesn't seem like a guy he would do that. He seems to be on the DLC route only. Because I remember there was an interview with him saying, you know, uh, he's, he's like, you know, people should probably be more upset that their game's getting sold to them in pieces. I
1: hope so. I want to be optimistic. I'm. St- if I had to say, I'm leaning towards it not having it, but that is a mechanic itself that is ripe for that sort of, for microtransactions.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, um, since we're still kind of on the subject of Smash, and uh, Smash and Fire Emblem, uh, one thing that they actually did include was a... Uh, what was it a language selector so um, if you want to play with Japanese Marth's voice then I guess like you could still play with Japanese Marth's voice I hope that's how they do it because I think they mentioned something about Pokemon sounding different as well
1: yes like the Pokemon would sound different in each language I think they showed it each section they they went through each language and showed a couple of things especially they focused on the narrator the, yeah. the announcer but I think they did say the voices would have that
0: Moribito. <laughs> yeah, so if you're if you're if you're looking forward to uh well, this will be the first time we actually have Marth in English uh, in the game. We didn't have it in four? No, he was still voiced by um I can't think of his name. I can see his name in my mind, but I know if I say I'm gonna butcher it. But yeah, he was still voiced by his Japanese voice actor. It was the All same right. uh it was the same reused lines from um Melee.
1: I look forward to it I, I look forward to having Ike fight for his friends once again
0: I hope they change that line <laughs> no it's the best it's, I mean it's probably I it's, fight I mean, for my it's, it's meme worthy but at the same time it's not what he actually says no it's not
1: <laughs> because, and
0: you, you'll actually notice like, if you go play Smash Brothers 4 and he does the victory taunt where he throws his sword in the ground there's like a long pause for whatever reason and that's because the Japanese version of that phrase is actually much longer and it's not I fight for my friends. It's something along the lines of um excuse me. <clears throat> it's something along the lines of him talking about how he fights for people who are unable to protect themselves or something like that. I can't remember. There there's a there's a Reddit thread for it.
1: Well Ike is one of those noble type of fellows.
0: Yep. Speaking of, um, Ike is now going to be voiced by uh Craig Chun. Um so he's going to get a a new a new voice actor and well he's oh. not really he's not really like new because he has been voicing Ike in... i think he voices Ike in Fates i think he voices him in well obviously he voices him in Fire Emblem Heroes but he also is the voice of Ephraim uh the lord of Fire Emblem 8 uh
1: i just have a big smile on my face right now cuz i just flash back to the path of radiance cutscenes Oh, with some man. of the voices <laughs> with some of the voice acting in that. Oh, that's going to be fun when we eventually get to that one. Oh, I can't wait. The future is going to be so much fun for the for the Emblem Support podcast.
0: It definitely it definitely is. Um but I think that closes out anything smash unless you want to add.
1: Uh we could talk about how there are always this, all the swordsmen in then how yeah, who would well, possibly want to possibly be in smash if we could trade someone out
0: but yeah we'll get to we'll get to that uh in the closing stuff all right uh moving on from that as far as fire emblem actually no we're still on fire emblem smash i'm sorry uh we have <laughs> on the official smash brothers website there are two new remixes um listed for fire emblem one of them being a fire emblem heroes remix which i don't care for and the other one is a uh, it's a remix of "Id Purpose," which is the final level theme from Fire Emblem Awakening. Have you heard the? Have you heard these?
1: I have not heard them.
0: Uh, the one for Fire Emblem Heroes is very boring, very lazy. Um, and it's the same thing with "Id Purpose." Like, I actually kind of had to listen to it a couple of times to figure out that this was a different remix of that song. I was just like, out of all the songs in the Fire Emblem franchise, you have to pick the one song that won does not need a remix because it's very epic enough on its own and two lazy i hate that because I, I thought that fire emblem music like fire emblem and Star Fox, have great music and uh, so uh,
1: sadly i've never been one to go through the smash sound archives but and they they've got how many of the over 900 music pieces do they have on the website do they have them all already up there
0: no no they only have like a select few for each series but there is a well. There's a Game Explain covered this on one of their videos where they actually where they looked at that initial video that they put out and they kind of analyzed where each song came from that was shown in that trailer. And one of them is a brand new remix of what's called. I think they said the title was "Beyond the Sky" from um, Blazing, no Binding Blade. Sorry, it's so I'm so used to saying FE six FE seven, but I'm trying to be more title specific. Um, but yeah, it's um, from Binding Blade Roy's game. And it's like, why didn't you put that on the website? Because that sounds, it actually sounded pretty good. Uh,
1: In the future, we're just, every time I look at and hear that, oh yeah, they have a new remix of this song from this game. It's just like my brain immediately, it pops into like, we're getting a remake. We're getting a remake. That's, that's a sign. That's the sign. We're going to get it soon. (laughs) It's coming. Please tell me, please tell me it's true. Please tell me it's true.
0: It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, That's the dream. Um, but I think um, that's all basically the Smash Fire Emblem stuff that I've got. But since we ended on music, let's leap to our next piece of uh, quote-unquote news. Um, Fire Emblem The Blazing Sword and Fire Emblem Binding Blade are getting brand new soundtrack releases with like this brand new art that's been passed around everywhere.
1: Uh, is it just that one piece of art, one piece of beautiful art, or is there going to be like an art book sort of thing with it? do we know
0: uh not that i know of the only thing that i know is just that that one uh piece of art's been passed around
1: it, it is a beautiful piece of artwork if you haven't seen it it's the three lords from blazing Blay blazing sword standing on sort of on top of a mountain and on the other half of the mountain is uh roy and liliana staring off into the distance ah oh, it is beautiful
0: it's so good um and people are, like, really excited for this, but this actually isn't the first um, release of these soundtracks. They've actually been released several times before in Japan. And I don't know if they were, like, commercial releases where everyone could buy them, buy them or it was just, oh, you mail this in and you get this. So I don't know. People are treating it like this is the very first release of the soundtrack, so that, that could be it. Um, it should also be noted that this coincides with the game's 15th anniversary. I'm sorry, Blazing Sword's 15th anniversary uh, is this year. It was earlier this year for Japan. And then I believe it's later this month to date the podcast. It's going to be later this month for uh, North America. I'm not sure when Europe got it. It may have been like a little bit sometime next year. Or sorry, the year after.
1: To be fair, like some of those previous releases didn't have that beautiful piece of artwork with it. Oh, that's true. So it didn't have like as big a promotion around it. As light, and I don't, I haven't seen any marketing about this one, but this one has a small viral marketing just because of good artwork.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, not well. It was just a couple of years ago that we actually got the first official release, or again, what I presume was the first official release of um, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn soundtrack. So. Um, I think the ja- I think one of their Japanese websites actually updated with some new merchandise, and they actually noted that next year was the 15th anniversary for Sacred Stones. So you know maybe we'll, we'll be getting a release of that pretty soon too.
1: It'd be nice. It it hasn't got as much love as uh, six and seven because I'm I'm going to say six and seven because I don't have the names stamped into my head. <laughs> sadly, I would have to have them written out in front of me at least for now, but. It has gotten some love it, it it's has been released on the 3 it was released on the 3ds it was released on the wii u marketplace or i should say sacred stones were released on the 3ds marketplace as a part of that opening bundle if you bought it early
0: ambassador program
1: ambassador program but it was never actually released to buy for some stupid reason because i would have paid that's it, it, Sacred Stones has gotten some love. It's gotten some represent, representation in Heroes, so they're, they're not ignoring it.
0: it well, I mean, they, it's, they're not—they're not avoiding it like the plague.
1: So, which they I could see could have seen that happen because, like that Sacred Stones is a story in its own universe. It's not connected to like Marth or any of the actual Fire Emblem stuff, like the other games. So, it's it's good to see it acknowledged. When it, I could easily see it being ignored.
0: Yeah. So I mean that I guess I I guess that that's uh that's everything that I've got. I didn't really look up too much since this is just our prologue episode. We wanted to kind of try things out and see, you know, how good we were at this and um I guess that means we'll move on to our closing, but we have a question for you all. Yes, a question. Um you can reach us at eSupportPodcast on Twitter. Drop us a line, ask us questions, but we have one specific question that we want to ask you and that is we were talking about Smash Brothers earlier we now know that Fire Emblem has eight individual characters and so our question to you is what would your ideal eight characters for Smash Brothers what would they be? Would you remove anybody out? Would you replace someone? I'm only going to have one restriction for this question and that's Marth has to stay. The other seven are completely up to you. And the reason why the reason why I say Marth has to say is because Marth is you know he's your Link, he's your Mario, he's your Pikachu of the franchise. So other than that, they're all yours to choose. And once again, you can really release us, release us. You can reach us at the E Podcast on Twitter, and uh, I do have an email for the podcast as well, but I cannot remember it at this moment. <laughs>
1: uh trying to look at the list of the Fire Emblem characters to see who I would potentially change out. Uh, I want to say that I want to get rid of Corn because I don't like Corn, but like I actually like the dragon mechanic to that one. So that I can stay. Like Robin, I, lo- I love the whole mechanic with the tome. Roy, I, I just want to stay for sentimental reasons because he, he has a fire sword. Fire swords are great. Uh, Ike has his own mechanics which work out well. Of course marth
0: Ugh. very difficult isn't it
1: it well, is it probably lucina and or crom would have to
0: go for me to me that's a, to me that's the same exact thing lucina and crom because they don't add anything and crom's already represented via final smash yeah if you haven't heard um robin's final smash is actually the same and still features crom in it
1: all right so i'd probably get rid of crom and put in hector for the sake of having an Axlord and probably get rid of Lucina and put in Ephraim for the sake of having a Lance user in there or uh, yeah, that'd probably be it. That's uh, that that was the easy choices, so that might be
0: it. I think I think I think I'm on the, the like the same lines as you. Um, you know, Roy sorry Roy. Martha's the face of the franchise. Um Roy's my boy. Uh, again, like you said, he has a fire sword, you know, he's a clone, not an echo, a clone or whatever. So he kinda has his own like moves and things like that that he can do that's completely unique to him. Well, I don't say completely, but you know what I mean. Um, Corrin, I don't really care for the character of Corrin, but they have a unique moveset, and plus you can actually have a male or female version, so that kind of gives you that diversity factor as well. Um, It's a similar thing with Robin, um, except, again, Robin has his own, or sorry, Robin, they have their own moveset, and you can also go male or female, plus you know Robin's a lot of ways that People really got into the franchise, so I feel like if you take him out, you lose a lot of stuff. So, Robin stays, because um, he's a solid 3DS representative, I think. Um, Krom goes for Hector, for reasons that you said, with the axe. And then... I want to say... This is tough, because I love Sacred Stones. Because I just said a second ago, yeah, yeah, if, if Raym, but part of me wants to say put Celica in so you have another female fighter in the franchise overall. And she also uses swords and magic, but her magic's much different than Robin's because she doesn't use tomes for hers. Yeah, And her spell her spell list is also different. She has more like fire spells, if I remember right. Yeah,
1: But if you wanted to switch out Robin for Celica, that would be a decent choice. Uh, you, know, I thought of something that needs to go. I don't want this person to go, but we have to get rid of Ike. We have to put it in the true hero Takumi. Takumi is. Oh, no. We
0: need, we, no. No. We need
1: the archer. And he can have a possibly a Shin and Palette swap so we can get the other greatest archer of all time in there. The two you're, true heroes of the Fire Emblem franchise.
0: You're not doing this. We're not putting Takumi in. No. 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 <laughs> I hate Takumi. Love um, Takumi. Actually, you know what you could do? Like here's the thing about Lynn is like Lynn also has access to bows. So you could have a sword and bow move set for Lynn and she's already huh. in smash. She's already super popular. It's like, you know, who do you, who do you take out for her though? Huh. So
1: have her, t- have her assassinate toon link. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Well, here's, here's actually the, here's actually the thing I had for Crom originally back in 2014, or I guess 2013 before we really knew, you know what Emblem character was going to be in the game. I said, hey, you could do Crom and Robin or Crom and Lucina and have them have an Ice Climbers-like mechanic where they're kind of, like, bonded together because it mirrors the pair-up system. Uh, unfortunately, as it turns out, the 3DS couldn't handle the Ice Climbers or Transformation characters, so they got... Uh, Ice Climbers got axed for that reason. The Transformation characters got put separate or cut, like, in the terms of Pokemon Trainer, but... Um, so, And Lucina got made into a clone, so... That's what I really. That's what I really thought would make a uh, a good character for uh, Awakening, but they didn't do that. Now we've got a clone. I'm sorry, now we've got two echoes from that game. Uh, I cannot
1: wait. Uh, I I'm back to being on the hype train for Smash. I was already after the and they showed the video of the Power of Light or whatever that story mode is called, where Kirby's going to save the day. After knowing about all these spirits, especially from the Fire Emblem world, I'm all hyped up on that. I'm ready to basically make that a Fire Emblem fighting game for me.
0: <laughs> it would be nice just to have just a straight Fire Emblem edition of Smash Brothers.
1: Yeah, we already got a Musou game. Maybe we can get a fire, an actual straight up fighting game.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think that'll close out the question. You know, what, is uh, so What's your final list again?
1: Uh, my final list, Marth. Roy, Hector, Ephraim, uh, Robin. Actually I'm gonna switch out Robin for Selica. Selica uh Corrin. Uh, I could probably go with someone else for Corin, but nah. Takumi for Ike, and uh what is the last one that my brain is shutting out?
0: Uh crud. Oh well. Was, that... it, was it Roy?
1: I think I said Roy, but let's just add Roy again for the heck of it.
0: <laughs> Alright, my final list would be um just worth the sound yeah next time we'll have pen and paper in front of us right yeah so I'm gonna go with Marth Roy you know what I'm gonna switch out Robin for Celica too um keep Corrin actually you know what keep Corrin but only put the female version in how about that that works cause I I've I never seen anybody use male Corrin um uh hector for the axe have lynn replace lucina and i'm gonna keep ike i think that's eight
1: should have uh, but should have wrote it down. yeah we should have written this down it's the first episode we're allowed to have mistakes i think maybe
0: i'm not i'm not perfect Okay.